is just to remind you that if you have a goal or a dream and it's based off somebody else's lifestyle or reality and it's not something you've tried for yourself, you need to be very open and mindful of the fact that your priorities and needs and wants may not fit as nicely in that as you would like. And on top of that, I don't think a lot of this stuff is spoken about by people who do have this lifestyle. Dear Balancer, I know you're a determined person on the lookout for ways to live a more fulfilling and balanced life, but you're busy. And if we're being honest, that busyness often comes at the expense of your priorities. The Balance Theory podcast is made to teach busy bees just like you how to find and own your own definition of balance so that you can become unapologetic in how you choose to spend your time. I'm your host, Erica, and together, let's find your unique balance. Hey, balancers, and welcome to another Balance Theory series. For those of you that are new here, firstly, welcome. And secondly, if you haven't already checked out the rest of the podcast, on Mondays, we drop an interview with an amazing guest that gives us some incredible insight into their life balance and topics that surround that. And every Thursday, I do a solo episode into something that's happening in my own self-growth journey, something I've maybe spoken to you guys about online, a topic that's come up in conversation that I want to deep dive further into, etc. So two bits of content for you every single week. And of course, if you're linked up with us on socials, I'm posting there on TikTok and Instagram every single day. The links are in the show notes below if you want to connect. But otherwise, it's a pleasure to have you here. Now, whether you're listening to this on your commute, you're out for a walk, you're doing the cleaning, the gardening, running some errands or just hanging out, I want to thank you for choosing to spend your time with me. It really is such a blessing to have you here. And I'm very grateful that you choose to make this podcast a part of your self-growth journey. So thank you for your time. And if you did have a couple of minutes to spare, as in literally maybe one or two minutes, if you could pop over onto Apple or Spotify and leave us a review, if you are loving the content, especially the double content, which is a newer feature, it would really mean the absolute world to me. And it helps me really connect with you guys and see what you're loving most about the show. And now onto a bit of a life update, which I guess has inspired and underpinned the content of today's episode. And for those of you maybe following my personal Instagram, maybe you will have known that I've just returned from a long, long holiday. But if you're not, that's all good. I moved to Dubai in April and the plan of us moving there was always to get in a little bit of travel. And so as of the start of July, when it's super hot in Dubai, we decided we would do a big Euro trip and we traveled for around 12 weeks. And now we're finally back in Sydney for my best friend's wedding and just to see family for a little bit. And 12 weeks is a very, very long time. And it absolutely taught me things that I never thought I would need to understand about myself. And I just thought I would use today's episode off the back of, I guess, a reflection I've been doing this past week, just kind of gathering my thoughts, my experience, things I've learned to really just share what some of those takeaways were. Now, you might not be in a position where you necessarily relate to the exact content, i.e. working while traveling on the go or living out of a suitcase, things like that. But what I want you to do is just have a listen. I'm going to kind of talk about these in terms of what my expectation was, what the reality of the situation was, and then what it taught me. And that final piece, the lesson piece, irrespective as to what your situation is at the moment, I think is going to be a really nice reflection for you all listening. And I'll just be sharing a little bit about my travels along the way too. This is going to be a really cruisy, kind of easygoing episode. And I'm going to give you guys just moments of reflection as we go on. But for those of you who will not only relate to the reflective parts of today's episode, but the actual content, I want to ask you something. For somebody listening right now who has had the thought of working remotely 
or having a job or a lifestyle where you can kind of pick up and go or work on the go and travel when you like, then I'm going to also be sharing some things that you might find extremely valuable, things that when I was aspiring for this particular lifestyle, I didn't contemplate, I didn't consider in the context of my own routine, my lifestyle, my needs, my priorities. And this is not to, I guess, downplay the benefits or the incredible experience of working remotely but I think it's just a little bit of a reality check because sometimes you see these lifestyles on Instagram on social media and they look fantastic but then in practice you have to really take a step back and consider whether that's going to really work for you and what you like and this comes back to your balance you know what do you need what are your priorities and a lifestyle may look great but if it doesn't fit with your needs and priorities and what you actually like and enjoy then it's probably not going to work so whilst it's been a literal dream come true. I've seen some of my bucket list places the last three months. I've had the adventure of a lifetime exploring with the love of my life. The aspect and the single fact that I was trying to work on the go really, really didn't work for me. Not having a routine particularly and then also living out of a suitcase, I learned is not not really going to work for me long term. And I just wanted to start here because whether you want to work on the go or not, I think often we create our goals and our dreams around what we see or what we think is an idealistic lifestyle without really knowing or thinking about, like I said before, if it would really suit us. We look at these things from a really superficial lens without taking the time to think about how we like to work, how we like to live, and if that approach or that lifestyle is going to make those things easy to continue doing. And of course, this discussion is completely separate to just going on a four-week holiday to switch off. I'm talking about working whilst moving all the time. So I'm going to start by diving into three of the expectations that I had in this lifestyle and the reality of what it was, how it felt, and now upon reflection, what I've learned from it. So the first expectation was, and I should probably preface this by saying, I guess in Sydney, when I was back at home, a little bit more settled in the mornings, I like to exercise, have breakfast and then start my day. So my expectation was as long as I had access to a gym and a good or decent breakfast, I'd be able to keep up my morning routine. Now, the reality, and I don't know how many of you have tried to source gyms through European countries, but not every place and especially not small Italian towns throughout Tuscany, throughout Sicily, a lot of them do not have gyms. I will say that the stairs and the long walks and the amount of steps you do every day is a pretty good compensation, but you know, a good Pilates gym or a good weights gym, they're not, they're not always easy to find. They're not on every block. And when they were, they maybe weren't in walking distance from where I was staying, even if this was something I sort of tried to preempt before I went. And on the breakfast side of things, well, for those of you who have traveled again, you'll know that a European breakfast is absolutely nothing like an Australian breakfast. So what my partner and I did to try and let this expectation be as accurate to try and have control over this morning routine as much as possible. Before we left, we actually bought a smoothie maker, a blender, which was really great. And it worked um, to make our smoothies in the morning because we knew it would be easy. We would be able to put everything in. We knew what to expect from a European breakfast. So we thought, great, we'll just buy a blender. As long as there's a supermarket close by, we can get our things and, you know, make our smoothies. But again, the reality was that not all the places we went to had our frozen berries or our bananas or just things that we could use for a smoothie. It wasn't as clear cut as what we thought. 
And so the point of me sharing all of this for you, of course, is not to tell you to suck it up and have croissants if you're planning on being fit and healthy throughout Europe. It's more about my new understanding or learning about having a flexible morning routine or having an alternative morning routine. I think going into this trip with a very fixed idea of what a morning routine looked like and trying to force that or make it work in a completely different setting, in a completely different country, in a completely different lifestyle made the experience a lot more challenging for me. And I think that when we become so fixated on this ideal morning routine or this perfect morning routine, when change or things happen in our life or maybe we go to travel, it can take like a, a long time for us to dip in. I don't know about you guys, when you take vacation or you take time off, it takes you like a week to settle in and actually relax. Well, I think that this happens to me as well because I'm very, very fixed as to what my mornings need to look like. And it really takes a couple of days for me to get in that groove of, okay, I'm just going to wake up without an alarm or I don't need to do X, Y, Z first in the morning. So I guess my reflection for you all here is, Have a think about your morning routine and whether you consider yourself to be fixed or quite open. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have a really organized morning routine, have a bit of control of your morning routine, but I think it serves as a nice reflection if your morning routine didn't pan out the way you currently like it to, how would that make you feel? And would you be okay if it needed to shift a little bit? If no, then I would say you're a lot more fixed like me. And if you would be okay and you'd kind of get on with your day and it wouldn't really knock you about too much and you're probably a little bit more open and flexible. And I think it's just a nice thing to think about sometimes because it's not always going to pan out the way we want. Obviously, my experience was on a much bigger scale for a prolonged period of time. But sometimes you just have mornings where you spill your smoothie, you miss the train, you know, and then the whole day is kind of out of whack. So I think if we kind of already preemptively say to ourselves, like we have a morning routine that we find sacred and we protect, but sometimes if it doesn't go our way, we're okay with that. We're happy to be flexible with it. I think can save us a lot of like mental distress. And it was something I fought a lot with until a moment where I decided I had to be very open with my routine and be flexible and kind of just readapt every time I got to a new place. So that's kind of my first expectation, reality, and lesson. The second one was I had the expectation that even though I was working on the go, I'd be working nine to five hours, same hours as I was at home. So the reality is that in a European summer, the nights go a lot later, Europe in general, but I think in summer more so because people like to escape the heat late at night, which means that you're probably having dinner at 9, 10, even 11 p.m. sometimes. And I'm used to going to bed at... 10.30 normally. So despite the fact that we were having dinner a lot later, lunch a lot later, sometimes even getting up a lot later, I was still trying to force a nine to five because I had in my head that that was, those were the hours I needed to work. That's what I was sort of used to. And again, this created a lot of mental distress for me, trying to sink in and enjoy new places, adapt to those new places and live in those new places whilst forcing a routine that I was used to super fixed in my mentality. And of course, if I had never done this trip, I probably never would have been able to take a step back and realize just how fixed my mindset was. Now, am I saying a nine to five is bad? Absolutely not. What I'm saying is even the way we like to work can be quite fixed and it's not always going to be practical depending on where. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. 
you are. So in my case, I should have been okay doing like a 10 to 6 and 11 to 7, you know, really pushing that day back to to suit and work with the new routine I had. And over time I did, I ended up actually having a bit more of a bigger break during the day. But I think when we get so hung up on, and this is what I want you guys to reflect on, that there is just one way to do things and it's the way I know and there's no other option. You don't really feel confident trying anything else out. And to be honest, I'd never even taken a step back to be like, well, how do I actually like to work? I like to work with a lot of breaks. And so potentially being forced out of the nine to five was a really good thing for me because I was able to work with a lot more breaks throughout my day. I was able to start a bit later and pepper in a lot more breaks. But had I sort of clung on to that nine to five idea and and not allowed myself to be flexible after a bit of time of being a bit stubborn with it, I wouldn't have been able to really work out, well, I actually like this now because it's a bit different. Now, this reflection may not apply to you directly because maybe you work somewhere where your hours are already set for you. But again, you can just think about whether you feel a nine to five is the best way to work or do you have other opinions? Would you prefer to work another way? Could you work another way? If you've been thinking about working on the go, would you structure your day in a nine to five or what's your kind of ideal work schedule look like? And I actually think irrespective whether you do work for someone else or not, just thinking about how you would structure your day if you had full autonomy over it is a really nice exercise for you to understand how you like to work. And it might even give you the best indication as to what parts of the day you enjoy being productive in and what parts of the day you enjoy relaxing in. Now, I did do an episode on how to make your work time most effective, and it did really come down to this. It came down to working out when are your most effective windows, when do you like working, are you more of a morning person or a night person? Um, So if this is something you're interested in, I will link it in the show notes. But this is just more a really top line, creative, daydreamy type of activity to just think, how would you like to structure your day if you could? Would you have a big gap in the middle? Would you start really early and finish early? You know, it's just nice to get to know yourself and ask these questions sometimes, even if it doesn't serve a direct change in your life. I think we sometimes suppress those thoughts or that creativity or that daydreaming because it's not adult-like, it's not practical, but sometimes it's just nice to get lost in your own thoughts and get to know yourself a bit better. The last expectation I had was, okay, before I share the last expectation that I had, I think I should give a little bit of context. So we decided, we as in my fiancé and I, decided that we were going to do slower, longer traveling, meaning we would spend more time in less places so that we could really settle in, know what it would feel like to live in that place. And then we also wouldn't have that rush of we need to see everything in three days plus also work. So we tried to do weeks long in places. We went to Lisbon, Barcelona, Ibiza, Sicily. We did Trapi on the coast of Italy, Rome, Florence, Bari, which is in Puglia, the heel of Italy. And then we did three weeks in Greece. That was a bit more of a holiday, Greece. Um, But we tried to do really long periods in places. So we didn't feel that pinch between traveling and working. And so I thought, and my expectation was that I would have the same energy or I guess output because we were staying longer and allowing for both, as in enjoying and working. But the reality was Europe this year had a heat wave and in the heat, I just get so slow and tired. On top of that, I was already relaxed because I was, you know, in summer holiday mode. And so my output was very, very much reduced. And that was very frustrating because I was trying to condense my work windows. I was trying to deal with 
not having a routine, trying to deal with not being able to work nine to five or that not being practical. And then on top of that, when I was sitting down to work, my output wasn't great. And so for me personally, I have now learned that when I travel, I just want to enjoy and get lost and really surrender the experience of traveling without worrying about anything else. And this is not something that I thought I would ever say before experiencing it because I thought I would absolutely love traveling on the go. I thought the flexibility was something that I would love. But if you haven't realized by now, it's definitely not something that is going to work for me and my balance at this point in time. And I guess the moral of me sharing this with you is you can plan and prepare as much as you like, but when it comes to the reality, you really need to surrender to the process. And something I found really hard was that surrender piece. But It was when I surrendered to all the things I was frustrated with and just reflected on them that I really started to learn all these little nuances, these little bits about myself. And that is that I really need routine and enjoy a routine. And as a byproduct, if I can't have routine, I need to quickly acknowledge that and surrender and maybe look for stability in other areas, but not in the ins and outs of a morning routine. I've also learned that I would like to keep travel and work separate moving forward, unless of course I'm going to spend one month in a place where I can really settle in and maybe do a bit of research before I go to make sure that it's going to be conducive to what I need in a working space. But all in all, had I not done this experience, I probably would still be that person that's sitting here thinking I would love to just work remotely on the go all the time. And I'm not sharing this to turn you off doing it. I always think that you learn best when you do it for yourself. I guess my main mission here, aside from the small reflections along the way, is just to remind you that if you have a goal or a dream and it's based off somebody else's lifestyle or reality, and it's not something you've tried for yourself, you need to be very open and mindful of the fact that your priorities and needs and wants may not fit as nicely in that as you would like. And on top of that, I don't think a lot of this stuff is spoken about by people who do have this lifestyle. Maybe actually I'm going to take that back because maybe it's actually something that they don't struggle with at all. Maybe they don't need routine and structure and they're a little bit more flexible when it comes to these things. Unlike me, who I will admit is is a lot more fixed, but the, Hey, that's, you know, that's their balance. But I think if you can just have the opportunity to think about these things, i.e. how you like to work, how important is a routine for you and those sorts of things, then when you start setting yourself goals and dreams, it's just something you have in the back of your mind to think about rather than rushing into the idea or the dream of something that may not actually be what serves you well at all. It may not actually be what your balance needs and it may not actually work for the lifestyle that you enjoy and thrive in. So those are my thoughts, lessons, and takeaways from 12 weeks of work traveling on the go. It's safe to say if you see any more future pics of me in Greece, I will probably be relaxing and not working. But all in all, it was an incredible trip. I'm so grateful to have had the experience to have resumed traveling and exploring this beautiful planet. I just really wanted to share my frustrations and reflections with you guys as something a little bit different because nobody's life is perfect. And I think if we continue to paint a picture and always share the good parts, it's not realistic. And then when you're going through your life and you do come across these challenges or frustrations, you feel like you're the only one. So that's our BTS for today. Something a little bit more personal from me. As always, if you have any episode suggestions, I am an open book. Please feel free to reach out on any platform you like, Instagram, TikTok, email. I'm an online gal. 
But that is it from me, Balances. I hope you all have a lovely rest of your week and join us on Monday for another guest interview. Until next time, stay balanced.